Listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. Welcome to They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 294, and I'm your host, Lee. It will cost you 40, and I only do it with my glove, Russell, and I am joined by my co-hosts with the Moses, the lovely Lee. These are typical lesbian thoughts, Hardy. How are you doing? I am fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Uh, I am slightly intoxicated i yeah ran into a co-worker that doesn't come out very often and i absolutely love the girl so i was stoked to see her out and as soon as i finished my shift i'm like let's do this <laughs> turns yeah. out i don't drink a lot anymore so it didn't take much yeah that's right lee has not been indulging as much in the alcoholic substances as of late uh been training hard for a run in the future here and i have one on the 15th mm -hmm. coming up which ugh, i haven't ran in the last i think it's the week now and i've been trying to motivate myself to run but the problem is i work as a server and i walk so much and i do so much that by the time i get home and i'm like yeah just just go for a run you could do it and my feet are hurting and i'm mm -hmm. like oh <laughs> it's so hard to get motivated I will get back into it. I will do it again. It's just, it, it is hard. It, it very much is like, it's different if you're going to the gym and like, I shouldn't say that it's different motivation, but it's different mm -hmm. when like you go to the gym and you're sitting down doing something for weights or whatever the case may be. But because I'm running, it just yeah. adds that thing in my head where I'm like, well, you've like fucking walked all day. You've done this all day. Like, yeah. When you're, when you're on your feet all day, the last thing you want to do is stay on them for more activity. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, I get that. I get that. Oh, um, yeah. you would totally get it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm always on my feet at work, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. so you like 
entirely understand how I feel. Oh yeah, I get home and then it's like, okay, I'll since also since I'm getting older, I've noticed this too. I'll, I'll get home and the first thing I want to do is just either take a shower or sit down in front of the computer for like an hour before I go to bed or something like that, right? And as soon as I do that, then it hurts even more to stand up afterwards and like, oh fuck, I'm the shower after. The thing is, the shower after work is always a killer for me because like that's usually when. And my day's done. I can relax. I can rest. As soon as I shower, I'm like, I do not want to do anything. I just want to feel clean. I just want to feel mm-hmm. relaxed. Because also, when you're so active when you're working and you come home, you just feel gross. Like, you know yeah. your fucking socks are soaked and, oh. like, you stinky. Like, you know it. You can feel it. And then, like, you feel your body and your clothes and you're like. Yeah, you know? and I know, you, I know you're having the same weather right now where you are as I am basically where we're getting this, uh, I don't even know if it's politically correct to say it anymore, but Indian summer um, where, you know, you get like those one or two really hot weeks in September that you don't expect because you got like a good cool week right beforehand or whatever. And it's like, Oh, we just had crazy days in like the 30, I think 33 was our highest, which is Mm. literally higher than July, by the way. We had hilarious. We had one of our hottest days of the summer yesterday. Which was which was uh, thirty five ish around, and then the humidex took it up to about forty. Ugh, yeah. gross. Yeah, it was same around here. It was like something ridiculous. Where it's insanely hot, mm-hmm. considering that it was the first week of September, and uh, I was in class, and the air conditioner's on, but very very minimal, mm-hmm. and there's like. The windows so where it is the heat gets you and the white guy was like yeah it's uncomfortable right now and uh we didn't like he just said out to blue and i realized afterwards i was like oh yeah no i get it like it mm-hmm. is disgustingly hot in here like you have a bunch of students there's like 40 of us in one fucking tiny class so you have the body heat the sun and the lack of air conditioner mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. and speaking last of week, sorry oh no go ahead finish last week was really like the last couple days were stupidly cold. So mm-hmm. all my windows were open. I turned off my AC. Today I went to work thinking like, oh, I'm going to wear pants. And thank God it wasn't busy because like under my shift, I like took everything off. I was like, I'm disgusting. Yeah. I am so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of disgustingly hot, I, because, you know, there's, there's both hot and disgusting things in the movie we're going to be covering tonight. Uh, that is Arabella Black Angel from 1989. And I think this is a movie I was aware of, but Lady Lee really put it on my radar because you were watching this uh, when you were on a little little vacation a week yeah. ago. So, yeah. I went to get to see our, our, our very good friend and dedicated fan, uh, Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who has been on the show before uh, as well? Has he been on like a the podcast here? Or yes, been... yes, he's, oh. he's. I think I think it was just. I think it was just before you started as like a regular co-host. He he was on for a couple episodes. So I was gonna suggest him coming tonight. Like I think I was gonna say we should reach out, but I've been so busy this week, but I didn't even think of it. Probably should have, but at the same time, it's the usual like Saturday like hangout with where all of our mutual friends tend to like Hold do on. their thing anyway. He could hang out with the two Lees. He could hang out with the cooler people. Yeah. That, that, that's, or that's my fault. That's what, 
those, those fucking those fucking other bums. Yeah. No, the, honestly, it is my fault. Now I think about it, I should have thought of bringing Greg on for this uh, episode. Sorry, Greg, but like I explained in our little private chat, uh, this week was fucking hell. I, 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 the only thing I had in my mind was getting through it. I wasn't thinking of anything else. So yeah, it's all good. And yeah. like I said, I I thought of it as well, but like I just been so busy that like it's uh, thinking of other people right now. It's mm-hmm. the bottom of my list. It's literally like, let's try and keep my head above water. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, we're going to talk, be talking about this. It's a, it's a later day uh, giallo film, uh, Italian uh, giallo. And um, we'll have some thoughts on this one, I think, because this one surprised the hell out of me. I, I had heard of it before, like I said, but it really wasn't on my radar until Lee mentioned that. Oh, yeah, we watched this. And I was like, okay. Okay, uh, well, we'll we'll give it a shot, and you know we're I'm still I'm still like trying to work out my schedule to figure out when we're going to do the maniac episode anyway. So I needed something to to shove in there. Um, uh, per- shove it in. Perhaps I shouldn't use that terminology, considering some of the things get shoved in places in this movie. But oh uh, my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes. But uh, first off, uh, I know Lady Lee, you have uh, some things you've watched lately, so uh, I'll let you go. I just realized that uh, one of the watches was tonight's movie, so I don't have as many. But I watched, um, I'll put it on my letterbox. There you go. Good girl. So I can remember it. Um, anyways, it's called A Wounded Fawn. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2022. I don't know. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No. Okay. It's on um, Shutter. Mm-hmm. So it's about this guy who. I don't okay, I'm gonna give like least amount of detail as possible just because I, I do want you to see it. So okay. about this guy who is a curator who goes on a date with a girl, takes her out to this cabin, and then all this weird stuff happens starts happening. That's all the details I'm gonna give. Okay. Um just because I find this movie very complex. So I, I'm gonna kinda go like on the negatives on this one. Um it lacks a budget, so the CGI when you certain certain scenes where like you're getting that like intensity and it's starting to build and then you mm-hmm. see the actual visual it's done poorly. So okay. you kind of giggle like you, you are laughing at it. So it takes you out of that scene uh, for certain moments, but for the pe- positive uh, it's, it's a really good storyline. It's a really kind of it takes some of like your usual normal, but takes your own original twist on it. So it's, it's a fun kind of turn of events that you don't expect at first. And then mm-hmm. when you're watching it, you're like, you kind of expect what's going to happen at the end. In my case, I kind of knew what was going to happen in the end, but when the end, even though I knew I was, I enjoyed it. I wanted that to happen. Like it was just kind of a satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought the acting was great. Okay, the end scene, the absolute end scene. I'm not gonna give details. <laughs> the one actor they give such a performance. It's just so good. It's just so freaking good. I, I'm. I'll talk about it another time if I get to talk about it. You get end up watching it. I do. We'll, we'll definitely discuss it with you, and we can like okay. talk about it in more detail. I just don't want to give too much away because I think you'll enjoy this movie. Now I'm going to be really bummed out if you don't, but I think you'll <laughs> enjoy this movie. And uh, yeah, so that's all I'm going to give for details. That's all I want to give because I really want you to watch this movie. Like I think you on a horror movie level, the fact that you've seen so many horror movies. I think this one kind of takes a nice different twist, but mm-hmm. it takes like similarity of so many other movies and, but okay. makes their own kind of story with it. Cause there's a lot that's very, very similar, but they twisted it in a way to make it original still. Okay. Which is 
very difficult to say considering how many horror movies are out and how many mm-hmm. movies are out. So it's not an easy thing to do. You've got me intrigued. And you did a very good job of sort of like vaguely dis- describing it as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I just... There's movies where I know you're not going to watch or not have interest in. So mm-hmm. I just, I go in more in details. But this one, I just, I really want you to watch it. I think I've gotten a lot more in Shutter because I finally have it on a fucking TV. Mm-hmm. And I, hilarious enough, I've been watching movies that you have not seen because every point I would put in my letterbox, I'm like, oh, he hasn't seen this one yet. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so. I still haven't, uh, I still haven't watched that one with the, uh, the couple that goes to the vampire's. Okay, that one. Hotel or whatever. Less interesting than this one. Mm-hmm. I still think you'll enjoy that one. But this one is more interesting. So watch this one first. The other mm-hmm. one is like interesting. And I think it's kind of a cool story. I think I just I just enjoyed it. But it was like bottom end. This one is like higher end. Okay. Is that everything? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I don't have anything to mention. Uh, I basically... Blew my entire list on the uh, intermission episode I did uh, last week. So, uh, so there we go. <laughs> I've, been, I've been failing at posting anything on Instagram because I've been so focused on other things. I mean, I you got no. no, you got you got important stuff going on, so uh, that's fine. It's not. It's not like we're you know. It's not like our podcast lives and dies on promotion all that much anyway. I, I barely promote it. So uh, the people who listen listen pretty much <laughs> that, that's it you know we we appreciate our small little audience that we have and you know every once in a while we get more than like the usual 70 people we get uh, like uh, over 100 like we got over 100 listens on the uh star crash episode so uh, oh, that's awesome yeah so it's pretty good for us i like that um okay so we're gonna take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about Arabella Black Angel. And that's where all your erotic fantasies can be fulfilled. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> this movie, yeah. <laughs> do, yeah do, do you have a kink? I, I think this movie might touch upon it somewhere. It touches a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ungodly warlock. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. <laughs> no one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked. Broods. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in it. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally love this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it. But it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. 
you ungodly warlock. Arabella Black Angel from 1989, also known as Arabella the Black Angel and Black Angel. Um, this is directed by Stelvio Massi, and around this time he was g- g- being credited uh, for American audiences as Max Steel. Stelvio Massi is probably better known as a cinematographer and just like general camera equipment guy, cameraman, whatever you have, want, want to say. Most of his career from the 1960s going well into the 70s when he started directing uh, involved that kind of work. So he was his own cinematographer, basically, for the movies he directed as well. I think pretty much all of them, as far as I can tell. Uh, he started doing stuff like uh, A Fistful of Dollars. He was the camera guy on that. Sartan is here, trade your pistol for a coffin, and they call him Cemetery. So like a lot of these Italian journeyman directors, he got to start in, uh, at least got noticed more and got more work doing spaghetti westerns. Starting in the 1970s, he started directing, did another giallo early on, Five Women for the Killer. But then he really made his name doing Poliziotescis, so Italian crime films like the Magnum Cop series, uh, Convoy Busters, Highway Racer, Speed Driver, The Rebel. Uh, he often worked with the Wish.com Franco Nero, uh, Maurizio <laughs> Merli. So, uh, and I've like a lot of his stuff is a blind spot for me as far as my Italian cinema watching. So, right after looking information on this movie, it's like, oh, Stelvio Massi, what else did he direct it? And it's like, all of a sudden, I had a shit ton of stuff on my watch list for Letterboxd. So I'm going to be diving more into a lot of his stuff in the in the near future. The writer here is R. Filippucci. And this is their only credit, so I don't know if it's a real person <laughs> or if it's just a, another assumed name from someone else. It very well could be. This is starring Tini Cancino as Arabella, or if you're listening to the English dub, she's Deborah, which 
I I think that was a bad choice. It, it's like it it just makes it confusing. It's like where's this Arabella chick? I don't see this Arabella chick anywhere. Oh my god! Okay, I don't know if you read the the comments in Shutter. No. But one of them was like, "Where's Arabella?" <laughs> and it just made me laugh because I thought it was just like a nickname. I didn't even realize. I didn't even look at that. I didn't even understand. So it's it's the same kind of person who on our YouTube versions of our podcast like. Where's the movie? <laughs> you know, some people just they can't they can't do any research or anything. They they just need things force fed to them. Um, I, I will. Not, I didn't do any research either. I just watched it because mm-hmm. I liked the description. But I was like, oh, there must be some relation. And now, obviously, afterwards, when I did, it made sense. But it was just so funny just seeing that because you mentioned that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the movie they could have changed it to Deborah the Black Angel. <laughs> Deborah Black Angel, yeah. But Arabella is like, it's not a, a terrible American name. Like, no, it's it's not as if it's like some insanely confusing anything. Like, why did you Americanize Arabella? I don't know. I mean, it's not a common name you hear in a, in North America anywhere. But I mean, it. It would have made perfect sense with the movie, though. Yeah, and you can tell. I mean, you can tell just by the name that it's it's kind of like a female gendered name, essentially. So it's like there's no mistaking who it is and who's who it's about. It's like, well, you, and it's just a way cooler name, anyway. Deborah. Deborah. Like they they could have. Deborah's a lame name. Why didn't they call her Bella if they wanted to? Oh, like, yeah, because an Arabella Black Angel. Had they called her Bella, mm-hmm. people would have made sense to it. Because then eventually it could have shown something or did something, or even just one person said Arabella quickly. Yeah. And it would have linked you to it. This movie is not big on filling in the little details. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so Teeny Casino, she had a she actually had more of a career than a lot of people in this uh, film did. Uh, she had a minor little career throughout the '80s and '90s, basically as an actress. Um, she did like a fairly lengthy, fairly lengthy running Italian comedy series called Drive In. That's kind of where she made her name. And then I guess she left that with she was in some sort of dispute or something, and she left that film that uh, series, and uh, sort of went into a film career. And she did some you know sexy films around this time, understandably mm-hmm. so, considering how how she looks. You know, I think oh, I think she stunning. yeah I think she was a pinup model as well, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, she did uh, something called Delizia, which looks like another sexy sex film and uh nightmare in venice which also looks like a maybe sexy film with some crime in it or something like she did she did some similar stuff to this around this time we got valentina visconti as is patrice francesco casale as francesco carlo mucari as de rosa renato d'amore as scognamilio Giosi Davy as Detective Privato, David Diengio as Putano, and um, he was in Dario Argento's Phantom of the Opera from 1998. Was the only thing I recognized him from, which isn't a good movie. It's it's the bad Dario Argento period where he just totally lost all of his uh, all of whatever made him special back in the day. We got Rina Nihas as uh, Agnes. It's spelled A-G-N-E-S-E. So Agnesi? Maybe? Yeah, Agnesi. There you go. Agnes? Well, I, I think it's Agnes, but... Agnes. But, you have to pronounce it with an Agnes. Agnes. 
Ignis. I'm not 100% friends, but 100%. I'm not 100%. We'll just call her Deborah. <laughs> we got uh, Ida Jolly as Marta v- Veronese. Um, and she probably has the most storied career in this entire cast. She did a bunch of Jalo back in the day. Got her, got her start in things like Hercules in the Haunted World, but then she went on to do uh, The Whip in the Body, which we've, we've covered. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Django Shoots First, The Case of the Scorpion's Tail, The Bloodstained Butterfly, The Murder Mansion, Footprints on the Moon, Murder to the Tune of Seven Black Notes, and all kinds of other stuff. She's had a pretty lengthy career. So she's kind of she's kind of like the key, like, hey, we've got like Jalo royalty in this film, you know, kind of thing. We have a synopsis here from Nick Reganis on IMDb, and he says, Beautiful Arabella the wife of bitter novelist Francesco Veronese is a slave to sin and her insatiable sexual appetite. Unable to satisfy her needs, the reckless nymphomaniac gets her kicks from finding pleasure in all the wrong places. Unaware that a stealthy photographer watches her every move, taking compromising pictures of her. When the police show up at her place, sultry Arabella takes matters into her own hands, sparking Francesco's dormant creativity and passion. But as Francesco rids himself of persistent writer's block, a mysterious scissor-wielding psycho butchers Arabella's lovers, catching sexy inspector Gina Falco's attention. Who is behind the gruesome murders? Will promiscuous Arabella's kinky sexual underworld inspire Francesco to finish his next bestseller? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not a bad description. That's kind of what happens. Lady Lee, what are your general thoughts on this movie? Okay, so um, I <laughs> I picked this movie. So I was uh, at Greg's. Mm-hmm. Um, we did our our group hangout, and we were watching movies. So going through the things, and I saw the the, the picture, and I was like, oh hey, let's check something out. And then I read the description. And I'm like. Okay, we're gonna see boobs at least once. Like, let, let's watch this one. Just once, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then when we saw the the intro mm-hmm. <laughs> right off the bat, and then you see penis. Yeah. <laughs> Full on bushing penis, and then you see this girl get out of a fucking cab wearing nothing mm-hmm. except for see through fucking red clothing. Like it like was like like sheer red. Yeah. Dress. Her boobs weren't even in. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dream sequence mm. but still. i get that but still like you could still have a dream sequence without that not saying i did not enjoy it mm-hmm. i thoroughly like i absolutely thoroughly enjoy like first of all all the women in this movie are fucking beyond oh, yeah they're all stunning don't get me wrong i'm never going to complain when a woman is willingly wanting to show her breasts at least i say wanting considering the time and like yeah there might have been some coercion here you know like but i feel because there's so much in this one that the person knew from beforehand oh yeah. I, I i have a feeling that this was one because it's so extreme that they knew what they were walking into so it makes me more feel comfortable watching it than the versus the awkward scene mm-hmm. where the boobs randomly come out like this one was straight up like yeah, yeah your boobs are gonna be seen and they're like okay cool let's do it yeah yeah i hope i very much hope so. <laughs> yeah that is like the the positivity I'm putting in my mind because absolutely now I can appreciate that consent is a huge thing and a lot of fucking dirty directors are getting caught out for their shitty behaviors which they I should don't, be 
yeah i don't I, I didn't see like i did i tried to do as much reading on this as i could and i didn't see anything saying stelvio massey was a creep so again this was extreme like it was extreme to the point mm-hmm. where we're joking that it's a softcore porn um so i have a feeling that when they entered they knew what they were getting into yeah it was more they knew it so um there's a huge difference when there's a scene that comes up and they say well, like well just show your boobs like just yeah you, versus we need, yeah hey toots we need you to take your top off in the scene mm-hmm. okay uh, you get listen here see this see this here this is a 50 dollar note you take your top off. We're going to give you the first half. I'm going to cut it in half here. There you go. You got $25. But for that $25 to become 50 and be legal tender, I need to give you the other half of this bill. You know what I'm saying? So maybe undo the little strap on your bikini up there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, because this one is a little bit more like I, I'm pretty sure in the description when you opened it, like when they opened the script, mm-hmm. you knew it was going to be nudity forward yeah yeah i mean it's on every fucking page of the fucking script i imagine yeah 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 so with that said though it makes me more comfortable watching it because that means these women were more willing mm-hmm. hopefully i keep saying that but i yeah. I, I, very much hope. I really 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 i don't really i don't really, really, really hope. i don't i really hope no one's surprised like any of the women in this like oh hey and this we're we're filming today oh guess what this is the scene where you get your clothes cut off you by a bloody pair of sisters and scissors and then have the scissors shoved up your uh hoo-ha yeah yeah Yeah, because obviously like if someone saw the script and was like because on i i at times i thought the acting was actually pretty good like i there was times where it was like a little bit over the top and there are Again, real so, actors in this movie, yes. Yeah, like nineteen eighty nine, so I can't expect like the best considering oh. uh, what type of movie and like where. Well so, yeah, yeah. What we had, what we saw was actually pretty decent. So the story itself actually was very interesting. Like when you actually follow follow the story. It's got so many twists. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a good it's just well done it's well done as in it introduces you to this woman who you know she's just like she's fucking horny she's just Mm. i want to get banged i want to get banged all the time i want to get banged by multiples and like multiple times like she is just straight up a whore uh positive like knows her body loves her body like she just wants to love everybody around she's extremely sex positive but at the same time she's I feel like the movie treats her as like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of like yes. where during the day she's the perfect wife, the obedient, subservient wife who's like trying to help her crippled husband. But at night, she's just like total different person. Like, yeah, there was a there was one scene. So anybody who watches this movie, I'm going to say right now, there's a massive trigger warning for anybody who is very like. Uh, rape sensitive oh yeah there is a pretty intense rape scene that happens within like the first 10 minutes and it's with a cop so mm-hmm. again even bigger trigger warning there's like three um, or four rapes in this movie honestly it is, but the first one yeah. is probably the most intense it's the worst one yeah because yeah. it is a cop that takes advantage and unfortunately that is a lot more common so mm-hmm. again trigger warning i want to just put that out there but it kind of establishes kind of her who she is mm-hmm. because at first when 
it happens. You're like, oh no, like you feel pity for her. But then when he comes to her place and she seduces him, like you could kind of tell, like this is this woman's a little bit fucked up. Like, oh yeah. The second time round, she's like, that was hot. Let's do it again. And uh, okay, I'm gonna take a moment. Say, women don't do this. This does no. not happen. Maybe one percent, part one percent, it might happen. But on average, when this happens to somebody, it's not a kink. Yeah. Just establishing, I'm just talking about the movie. I want mm-hmm. to put this out there. I just, it's such a sensitive topic. I need to put it out there as much as I can, as delicately as possible. Um, unfortunately, it's not a delicate scene. But you can see that this is how they, the director uh, tried to show that she's an info. Like, she is straight up, I'm down to fuck as much as possible. Like, mm-hmm. I want to fuck. I want to fuck in the most kinkiest ways possible. Like, the building she first enters has swastikas uh, spray painted on them. Yeah. So, you know, the idea was to make her look as, like, oh, what's the word for it? As vile as possible, like, sexually. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's kind of like, is the movie... I, I was kind of conflicted on whether the movie was judging her or whether it was just like it was judging her you want to know why this is going to go straight up to the ending because i'm just going to say this right now because you're going to start seeing a perspective they said that she was uh schizophrenic or no right bipolar Bipolar, schizophrenic they do mention schizophrenia okay they said she was schizophrenic and they said the detective said people who are schizophrenic are these sexualized people they have the sexual deviance about them so yes they made her seem because when you saw that end scene they made her seem like a sexual deviant that's why she's into mm-hmm. this because she has a mental disorder which by the way you have no idea how much it pissed me off um, i i was kind of wondering if you're gonna bring that up because yeah it's like yes. lee must have some perspective on the end of the here of the end of this movie <laughs> yes because uh first of all anybody who's sexually po- like body sexually positive all the kind of person like the person who is um uh hypersexual wow mm-hmm. i'm trying to look for the word for it but hypersexual does not mean that they are suffering from any sort of mental disability it does not mean they're suffering from any sort of anything you can be uh very sane and mentally stable and still be horny whether you're female or male or uh yeah, you know, otherwise you, you know what they're not suffering from repression <laughs> yeah yes oh my god don't even start with that anyways doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> off that right away before I start going on a rant. But let's just say that right now, this movie at the end, um, like I said, while I enjoyed the story, I really hate how they concluded it mm-hmm. because that is such a fucked up thing to say. I get it's the 80s. I get that they had lack of information, but you cannot, like there are schizophrenics who, or there are people with, sorry, people with schizophrenia who do not have a sex drive they are those with who are schizophrenic who do have a sex drive it's all variant it does not determine you enjoying kinky shit you can mm-hmm. enjoy kinky shit and be very mentally sane yes yes you can so back to the movie i had to like fast forward to the end there can, can, can i so you mentioned this opening scene and like this is the scene where it's like it's kind of it kind of tests you as an audience. Like, am I going to watch the rest of this movie or not? Because oh, yes. because they decide. Okay, she comes to this old. Okay, by the way, I got to mention right up right off the front. They immediately establish that this is an Italian giallo because when she's driving in her car, she's chugging from a little mini bottle of J and B scotch. 
so she's drinking and driving to her to her sex escapades. So it's like, first off, that's first in the checklist of a giallo. Got to have J and B Scotch somewhere in the movie. Um, she's being followed by the creepiest of creepy photographers who ever creeped on screen. That guy fucking skeeved me out. Uh, he's oh got yeah! A, oh he's, god! Yeah! He's got a skullet, and he's got like the worst looking skullet I've ever seen. Where it's just, oh, that guy's not doing himself any favors with that hair. That's all I'm saying. Um, speaking as a as a as a bald man who accepted my fate and just shaved my head, you must be but, glad now. Uh, I I mean I would I probably look like him. Yeah, the hair is still like, oh. Nah, it, it's I, I I probably still got more on the back than he does, but uh, yeah, no, it would not. <laughs> yeah, he had a skeleton. It would not look good. But anyway, so this movie tries really hard to set the tone right away, right? Like it's like they have this checklist of what's the kinkiest, most perverted shit we can think of, and then let's put it in this opening scene. So she walks into this burnt out old mansion that's been fixed up, and so like this is Italy, prostitution's illegal. So they got to have their brothels out in the countryside in these like abandoned places and stuff. So she goes to this place called Infernal Regions. She's welcomed by a drag queen with an eye patch. Well, maybe not drag queen, but like transvestite at least, right? Oh. With with an eye patch. I'm going to stop you right there. It's okay. uh, just trans. Transvestite is not a word that we use anymore. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So a trans person with an eye patch playing. Well, I don't know if it's, if they were trans or if they're just in trans. I'm not sure either. I think it was because <laughs> there was the drag. There was like the the kind of play on like the the androgynous and then like the the play of the feminine and the masculine. This mm-hmm. person, I think, they tried to portray as someone who was trans, just because like everything else I saw. This is kind of what i saw i could entirely be wrong i it just, I, f- um, I feel like we're giving it more thought than they did when they were doing it it is it's just everything else that i saw in general and like everything that i know from like other movies i've watched or things i've seen i'm not a professional at this i shouldn't like try and i mean let's let, let, like, ah, let's i mean because i'm not i mean we just, we, we just got saying got done saying this movie's really bad on mental health they're probably really bad on trans issues as well honestly. but that's that's exactly like i could totally yeah. see how they dress this person up i could totally see that this was someone who was trans and they tried to make him as vi again vile looking as possible mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, so this so this person is is that is basically the door person they're playing an accordion or maybe not a full-on accordion a squeeze box at the very least and the first thing they talk about is when Arabella comes up to the door, some comment about her mammary glands. Cause she's wearing like this sheer, like tube top thing under a vest, basically, or like a very short coat. So her boobs are already like out. It's like, there's, there's nothing left to the imagination. And then, then I'll, I'll just go through this quickly, this checklist of the things she sees and does in this place. So she sees a right off the bat, a topless woman with claw gloves like these 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 bladed felt gloves that she's wearing or whatever and she kind of like plays with them in front of Arabella and like teases her a little bit and then runs off then we got three women in kinky clothing you know tip, typical like leather BDSM kind of clothes two of them are lighting cigarettes from a crotch candle the third one has which was interesting i was like 
okay, that's something I've never seen before. I've never seen anyone of like a candle device coming out of their crotch and people lighting cigarettes from it. That that was fun. Then we see a woman getting double teamed by two leather daddies on a staircase, which, by the way, seems very unsafe. Like they look like very strong, muscular men, but at the same time, not a place I'd like to be jangled from. No penetration at this point. But they're holding her up and sort of working her over in a soft core sex kind of way. They're basically just feeling her up and stimulating her through touch instead of anything else. Then she enters upstairs to this red lit area where she passes an old lady who I think is probably like the the brothel mother or whatever, you know. Holy fuck, did I laugh. Yeah, and she's she's flicking the nipples of this very hot young woman against against the wall. It is like it is such a bizarre visual. It like, is in- like, oh my god, it is like quintessential. Oh my god, anything that you think like people think of like the kink world. It's all here. It's all that here. Is, that moment, that moment right there, that moment, <laughs> like everything else, like obviously was, there was like some extreme whatever, like, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that moment right there was like literally what people think of the, the kink world. That moment right there was like a, uh, like everything, the, the worst possible or like the grossest thing possible or it, you know what, fuck it, if you're into it, it's not, it's your thing. It's just how it happened, how it was, like it just, it made you so uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, and if if you're not familiar with this this section of like porn, just go to like X videos or whatever and write in old and young. It's for me personally. For me, it just it's so uncomfortable because it's usually these girls. Like you could see, I I can even like ah, uh, it's never one of those moments where I intentionally see them. It's always one of those moments where the preview comes up, and I don't read the title. Mm-hmm. It pops up, and then I see the young girl and then I see her face and then I see the guy that walks up and I'm like, well, nope, done. Let's move on. (laughs) Right away. You're like, this girl is probably just getting into this. And this is the situation she's put in. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, this, this movie tests, like I said, this movie tests you in this opening scene. Yeah. Then then she passes by these two muscle men and mankinis with chains attached to them, wrestling each other, quote unquote. Yeah. That, Everything else except for that moment, I was like, "Yeah, that yeah, that's probably the most normal seeming thing in this." Um, then we have this falling downstairs, like yeah, yeah. Like everything I would try. <laughs> then we have this old man who looks almost as creepy as her f- photographer who's stalking her, getting a blowjob from this hot young woman dressed to look even younger, like she's dressed in like school schoolgirl clothes. Then we have a silhouette of. Of a, of a female pegging a male. It's like I'm, su- I'm surprised they didn't just show it. Like Might as well. Yeah. With everything else you see, you might as well. Um, yeah, like you said it perfectly. Like it's you're gonna test the sub people. Like you're if you can watch mm-hmm. the first entry, like the intro scene. If you get through this whole like um, brothel of sexual again in quotation deviants. Some actually, honestly, some are deviants. But anyways, <laughs> most deviants. Then mm-hmm. you're golden. After that, nothing about this. I don't know. I, I, I was, I was like, yeah. It prepares I, you. It steps. It's like it's it's trying to warm you up. It's trying. It, this is like foreplay. This is literally. It foreplay. is. It, it is because this movie goes other places. Like afterwards, where I was like, I was shocked. I was like, what? I was like, what? 
Um, but anyway, this scene, this scene finishes off basically where Arabella finds two dudes who are into double teaming her. So the stalker photographer is taking photos of this going on until the dudes realize that she's not a prostitute. Like apparently this I was is a bro- so confused. That's confusing. I didn't get what was going on there. Like they're mad are- because she doesn't get paid. Yeah. Like who are the, who are the guests? Who are the, like, is this really progressive or really weird? Cause like, who are the guests? Who are the prostitutes? Like I assumed everyone there was like, just swingers are like kinky or whatever and they paid her it and she paid an entry fee yeah but even if even if like let's say these people like you had to pay extra or you received an amount for Mm -hmm. doing the things how are you supposed to get fucking customers are you supposed to all come in there and work and pay a fucking fee and then you're like yeah let's spread the fee amongst all of us yeah don't you want outside clientele or is it because she was just super kinky who fucked all the time? They're like, we only want you to come here if you pay. Like, wouldn't yeah. you be happy someone comes in to pay all the time? Yeah. I, I, I didn't I did not get what the beef was here. If someone else has seen this and clarify, please let us know. But either way, she gets a knife pulled on her and the dude starts slapping her around a little bit. And so this gets into like graphic, both graphic and softcore territory, like BDSM stuff for a little bit there before the cops arrive, basically. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Maybe there was actually literally no reason. They were just like, this is a bad porno. Let's just try to make a reason to make it look like a kink scene. Maybe. Because that's the only reason that there's an explanation. Because there's no explanation why they should be mad mm-hmm. at her. Yeah. Like, a paying I, customer? Yeah, I didn't I did not I'm get sorry. I, Yeah, I didn't get it. But, I mean, that leads to the cops busting the place. Then you have the rape from the cop. The cop lets her go, but she leaves her purse behind. And then that sets up the cop finding out where she lives that's the and scene where I was telling people where it shows you, they kind of want to make her look like a sexual demon. They want to make her like, mm-hmm. seem like she's a, uh, a nympho with like no morals. Right. Um, and it's, there's such a love hate with this movie because I really, I enjoyed the, the story. I enjoyed the twists, but the amount of negativity that there was towards a lot of the different, like, sexual groups in the sexual community it just frustrates me because it's very negative like it's not like because you know what divine and john waters they kind of overplay it to like mm-hmm. make fun of everybody who thinks that way like think these people are this way this one it was more they made her seem like the bad person right because she was into this stuff and that's that's that borderline of like Ugh, you have a really good story and I appreciate that you're like not afraid to like do these kind of things and like be that way but you took it as a we are supposed to have yeah, something that, against her yeah this is this is pure exploitation of the subject matter right like this is like we're gonna bring up the worst possible things that people think about this stuff and we're gonna put it on screen for everybody to see kind of but thing when you think about it if you think about the whole movie and how it was, you did not have to like put in the fact that, uh, okay, I kind of want to wait before we like give up the whole story. Cause we're going to explain it. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to make it at the end, her mental health, why she was horny. Yeah. Honestly, like that's the biggest problem with this movie. They didn't have to do that. If anything, at the end of the movie, she should have just been free now to be herself. Yeah, and it didn't and it didn't have to be mental illness. Yeah, because she uh, could have easily, they didn't have to tie it in with anything, they didn't have to do anything with anything. They could have just left it and just been her 
who she was, sexual deviant, and her horny See, I don't, husband yeah. who couldn't have sex, technically mm-hmm. couldn't have sex, or, or could not participate as much as he'd be like to, writing stories about it. And that's fine. You could have kept yeah. that. Yeah, see, I, and I, I'm usually we do, you know, don't care too much about spoilers in this. I really don't want to spoil what the big twists are at the end of this because there's like three or four major ones, especially like who the killer is, and there's a secret with the husband that I don't want to spoil. Yeah, there's and- so much. Like this is what I mean. Like there's so much about this movie that as you watch it, well, yes, it is a softcore porn, and you're like, <laughs> oh, like Whoa. these these scenes. Some of them they linger. Like this is. Um, I was thinking about this. So this is 1989. Shannon Tweed started doing her like sexy softcore stuff in the 90s like where she'd do erotic thrillers where there's like a lot of sex. There's maybe one or two murders in it or something like that. Basically the same fucking thing as this, just not as graphically sleazy as this is. Yeah. This is, this is like sleaze to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I just have a little bit of a, I wish the ending, like the ending, the last two minutes of the movie and the description of Arabella I wish they switched that. They yeah. could have removed that story entirely, removed it, mm-hmm. and it could have ended in her just going back to who she was. And man, she looks great in either version of her too, like the Arab, mm-hmm. like the Arabella Black Angel version of her that's out doing kingster stuff with the red wig and everything, really hot. But also just just herself, she's got like this Betty Page kind of look to her. She's a gorgeous woman. She is she's beautiful, right? And, absolutely stunning. Her yeah. acting is subpar. But she's yeah. beautiful. She doesn't need to act. She just needs to look good and like look she good. She really being... doesn't know like anything she does. She doesn't really have to do it. This was kind of saying like I assume that they knew what they were doing because there was mm-hmm. no way they anybody like I I have a feeling like she saw it and she was like yeah yeah let's do this and she was the mm-hmm. only person who willingly said yes because I feel like a lot of other people saw like hold on a second my boobs are out how often. Yeah. Um. So, what I enjoyed about this movie, um, they really played. So, they played with the kinks. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm just unfortunate because of how they ended it. But they played with the kinks, which is how about the how about the second like brothel that she goes to at the end, Freak Boy Town, the one where she drives in there. It's like that alleyway or whatever with all those like male prostitutes in it. And this, the dude with the fucking boxing glove and the dildo, or the mm-hmm. peg, basically. Yeah. That that's where I got my my quote from. There, it's like forty dollars, and I only use my glove or whatever. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There are some that visuals. Was quite interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the oh my god, yes. And you know what? The funny thing is, like that brothel scene lasted a lot longer than it probably should have because, like, mm-hmm. the way she went through, and there's like, yeah. I only use my glove and then it goes on and then her and then her satisfaction. And it's like, I'm not saying I don't like that. <laughs> but anybody who's mastered the movie already came. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just this end scene that just like, it was unnecessary, but I don't know. I, I thought it was funny, but again, it just frustrates me because when you f- figure out why, like she's a sexual deviant and you're like, it has nothing to do with the movie. It has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. Like, this is why I'm like totally fine talking about it because it has nothing to do with the fucking movie. 
They didn't need to add it. But anyways, no. back to the movie. So the is it the first? Yeah, the first murder. So yes, the first murder we see. This is the first murder we see. We're going to talk about this one because this is part of the story. It doesn't give anything away really. But and we've already explained. Arabella lives at the end. So first mm-hmm. murder is uh, cop comes. He has her purse, uh, and they live in this like beautiful gated home. So yeah. she has to go and open the gate by hand. <laughs> yeah, her her husband's like a pretty successful writer, I guess. Who's and... in a wheelchair because they yeah. got into an accident because she was giving him head while they were driving. Okay, and you know that raises a question for me: if if the if the uh, accident supposedly broke, like you know, crippled him, made him paralyzed from the waist down, how did she survive? Because where her head was. Is exactly where his legs and spine would have been on that head-on collision. Had, yes, had it been rear-ended, it would have made more sense because yeah. he rear-ended somebody. It makes less sense because, or you never know because of how it was. Um, did they, yeah, they had airbags back then, right? Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, but maybe not. Had. So had it crushed in because mm-hmm. it may have been higher, it might have avoided her. And yeah. his neck, it might have damaged his neck because your neck, um, how you do it, depending on how it happens, can with the connectivity of your brain. Right. So head, all of this, like torso and head here, we'll say. Sorry, it's, it, yeah, it, 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 yeah, no, but so it, it, it's head, it's his it's his legs, right? Because his dick still works. But so. his head, how it worked. How his head neck injury because it's just takes your neck mm-hmm. could have just done the legs. Yeah, yeah. So that's my theory because you absolutely are 100 percent correct because I thought the exact same thing. But that is my theory <laughs> just because if you really think about it, you really, really, really think about it. Had it been head-on collision because there was no airbags, how would how it had happened? Um, if we say she got like left injury-free, mm-hmm. must have been a very serious neck injury. Yeah, and you but, know. Yeah. And the, on the logic of this movie, too, by the way, where, you know, like mental illness comes from like certain things like she could have got a concussion and become schizophrenic. And then like later on, the lady cop where we learn that she's a lesbian because something happened in her past instead of the fact that she's just born a lesbian. Yeah. Yep. It is a very um, 89. It's very 89. 89. It's very insensitive towards women and mental issues and 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 it's like if you if you like i just i it just i know i I know my degree in psychology and like it's funny because like you ask me certain things you ask me specific things and i'm like i i I don't remember a lot of it because um uh, terms and shit i shouldn't say i don't remember a lot of it i don't remember a lot of terms i don't remember a lot of like the the symptoms and all this kind of stuff but holy fuck when someone tells me like oh yeah you hurt your got into a car accident you got schizophrenia that's not how it fucking works you turn yeah. into a lesbian oh, that's how it works you might have like um you might have uh oh fuck uh, aversion therapy like there's, there's things like that like that that do happen mm-hmm. but it doesn't change who you are it just averts you from like a certain thing so if this averted her from men it wouldn't mean she's no longer attracted to men it just means that her attraction to men would cause her a problem that she would have to fix in order to yeah. like get over it so anyway yeah 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 <laughs> Sorry. Just, holy fuck like that's 
<laughs> also, I got a question how they e- so easily got rid of the cop's body, by the way. The, it's like, because here's another twist in the film. The uh, the writer's oh. mother lives with them. We Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Hold on. We got to go back a few steps here. Okay. We didn't explain the first murder. We just kind of like started talking. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Murder. So, okay. We're getting the establish. The wife was giving the husband a, a, a blowjob in the car and got into an accident. Husband is now a paraplegic. Bitter paraplegic who snaps at the smallest thing. Yes. So yeah. paraplegic, he lost all sensitivity to his legs. Yes, his penis works. Yes, his upper body torso works. So it's just just his legs specifically. So why? I don't know. Um, they can't fuck all the time. I, I don't know. I do he's, not got, know. he's got writer's block, and apparently that makes him impotent as well. Okay. I... I think I remember. Because it's it's, it's yes, when it's, yes. it's when she it's when he learns of like her sexual dalliances at, at night that he starts to be able to write again and he incorporates her into his stories. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is one part I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Um so she the nights so um yes, they're homic together. She night after um, there were cops raided the, the brothel she was at mm-hmm. and left her purse from the cop who raped her. She's at home with her husband and like is doing their whole like, oh, what was me? Blah, 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 blah. And him getting like, oh, I'm going to be mad at you because you made me paraplegic because I wanted a blowjob while we were driving. Um, mm-hmm. Cop shows up. So she goes up to the gate because she has to unlock it by hand, opens the gate, sees the cop. And then he starts like, you have to fuck me. And she's like, we can't do it here. Here, let's go to this like uh, shed that we have. Tool shed. Yeah. Yeah. So they start uh, getting undressed. He starts doing stuff to her. He starts. It's a a pretty sexy scene. Like, like you. Like you don't you don't see inside her vagina, her her vagina or anything like that. But like you see him. Yeah, her vagina. But you see, but you see him like straight up, like just licking right into her, like yeah, yeah. open like, mouth. Yeah, it, it's yeah, like a little bit more graphic than than like typical softcore. Yeah, and her boobs come out again, and so mm-hmm. you get to see her boobs. And uh, anyway, so husband who was inside and don't know how he made it out there because it looked like it had steps, but <laughs> gets out there with his wheelchair. And husband goes in, opens the tool shed, and he catches her, and she just takes something and kills the cop. Like, just straight yeah, up, like, she... oh, no, I got caught. Oops, I killed the cop. Yeah. <laughs> so, cop's dead. Pretty weak hit, too. Like, I, 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 I realize it's like a metal mallet or whatever, but she just kind of gives him a tap, and he, yeah, he drops. So he's probably just, like, at worst, like, knocked unconscious, and they mm-hmm. just basically... So they killed... They, yeah, they, they buried him alive. Yeah. So no investigation about this cop, by the way. We forget about the cop. Cops dead. No, the, they're, <laughs> Who cares? They're, no they're, they're looking. They just... They don't know where he was, right? Like, that becomes a plot point, because that photographer, like, tries to tip off the cops that, oh, I know where he was, because he, he was involved with this chick. I got photos of it. But again, they barely give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they really don't because we 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 meet these other cops, right? We meet this fat, schlubby Italian Colombo cop who called like uh, what, what the fuck is the guy's name? I can't remember. It's um. He has the 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 jam Danish when they're looking at a blood scene. <laughs> oh my god, was it a jam Danish? Is that what it was? I thought it was like a, I thought it was a thing with ketchup on it. I thought they said ketchup. Oh fuck! I don't. I just. 
either either way, it's 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 one of it those old look like blood. Yeah, Barlow is the name of the guy's name, but um, but yeah, and that's after another shocking scene where you know we have like I think it's the no, it's like the third murder victim. It's the cowboy that she fucks the. The, the, the guy who looks like he's an overgrown 12-year-old in the cowboy oh, outfit. He walks into the bar and he's like, can I buy you a drink? Now you can <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so this is, the you know, this is another shocking thing where it's like, you're not ready for it. And I'm not going to spoil that either, honestly. The What, in, what ends up happening to the cowboy. Um, but, you know, they walk in. He does get killed. And we walk in on his body. Uh, the, the cop does. And it, it, it's a play on that old cinematic joke of morgue attendants or coroners eating sandwiches around dead bodies. But he's got like a, either it's a Danish with, with what, you know, jam or it's a fucking some sort of sandwich with ketchup on it. I but think it's he, on top. Like that's why I thought it was jam. Yeah. It's weird. It was like a Danish with jam. And they might've said ketchup, but I don't understand why you would have ketchup just poured on top. Like it was, like, I don't know. Either way, it, either way, it looked gross. And yeah, it was and gross. The, the detective that's a part of the case, unfortunately, she was traumatized by a situation when there was lots of blood. Mm-hmm. So she has a hard time with the situation. It was with scissors. Yeah. And this is scissors. So she has a hard time with situation. So she goes to the washroom and he's just eating this fucking thing that looks like blood. <laughs> like, doesn't. Yeah. Eat- <laughs> and he's like, oh, she's not that tough, is she? I go fuck yourself. Um, no, he goes and says, like all, just, just like all women, when it comes down to it, you know, they 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 can't take the sight of blood or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, not like we don't see blood like once a month, but we can't yeah. handle blood. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, yeah. So um, I forget where we're at. I know we're going like more details because yeah, things about it. Yeah, we you know we should probably start thinking about wrapping up and not and being a little bit more vague on things before we yes, give away too but much we but. were um we were talking about yeah the, so the first murder that happens and then the second murder that happens that's the photographer yeah so he's the one that we see all the blood so photographer is not able to say like where these pictures are from or who where he's from which by the way i'm sorry but a police officer who goes on a situation where a bunch of fucking cops were at and then mm-hmm. they're like Oh hey! By the way, this one cop that a bunch of people saw—you don't see him anymore. He yeah, disappeared because I don't have the picture evidence. Yeah, he—he um, he hung around the mansion for some reason. We didn't—we didn't ask him any questions, you know. But even not the hand—it's oh, anyways. Doesn't matter. Um, hilarious that they just decided to forget mm-hmm. about the cop. But uh, so we go into the scene where the uh, detective has that dream sequence that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So. This is a scene where at first when you see it, there's no identification that there's a dream sequence, but she gets out of a cab and the cab's like, are you sure you want to be dropped off here? Like, yeah, yeah. She gets out of the cab. Her boobs are out. Mm-hmm. Like, out. And then she's wearing the sheer red dress with a, sh- a, a, a red thong. It and looks like a like a red doily or something. Like, it's it's barely a dress. Like Yeah, like, it's it's just this, it's a scarf that's around her body that she yeah. And then she gets out and she's like, oh, let me adjust so I can cover my breasts. When it just shows everything, like, there's nothing. Like, you see sheer. Like, when I say sheer, people think, like, oh, yeah, kind of see-through. No, it's see-through. It's total like, see-through, yeah. It's red and then, like, a tint of red. Like, if She might someone, as well have red body paint on. Yeah. Or not even. Like, red body paint would cover more. Like, it's, it's yeah. just... It's as if someone put, like, it's like your lens have, like, a kind of, like, colored tint on them. Yeah, That's yeah. It. Like, a very light tint where you're like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see the color red. 
I want to see that Instagram filter on more female models. Yeah, there. Perfect. <laughs> she had a red body. Her skin would look that color. Like, it was yeah. just, that was it. Like, it just, everything showed. <laughs> so, yeah, that dream sequence happens. And then this is when, um, oh, I don't know if you want to go into details. I'm, I'm, I'm we, we, we already hinted at it a little bit, but, like, yeah, this is where, stop. it's one of those moments where the film goes, oh, you think you we shown you something? Now we're going to show you a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So, she, this turns out it's a dream. So mm-hmm. I know I gave away a bit of that, but we did talk about it. So I just wanted to kind of like hint on like the dress that we were talking about. And there are so many moments like <sighs> there's just so many moments of they show you these, like they do such a good job at like and ant- not anticipating. They do such a good job at building up a moment and then just gone. It's it, they take mm-hmm. it away because there's the way they do everything, the way how everything is set up, the way um the killer does his killings. Um, it's just, there's so much, like it's a build up and then holy fuck. Like, yes. So um, I don't, again, I'm just going to be very vague and uh, keep it at that. Cause I think it's something that people should watch because mm-hmm. again, I think it's uh, a really good storyline. I think there's so many twists. Like usually when we give away movies and we're like, Oh, Hey, spoilers. Like I know we gave, some spoilers away. I know we did talk about it, but that's the fucking podcast, and we warn you at the beginning. Yeah. There's just so much that we did not give you that will still surprise you for a lot of it. So Oh yeah. This this like, movie in the last like 30 minutes has so many twists and turns that it's like you'll be gobsmacked. Like what the, the fuck? I am gonna give away one spell spoiler though. So the last 30 minutes of it is totally no longer the hardcore porn or softcore porn that we were <laughs> yeah. Used to. <laughs> mm-hmm. at the beginning it's like full on everything every everything and yeah. then the last 30 it's like it's gone <laughs> yeah there's there's like there's a brief scene of her and like where she goes to the all-male brothel and gets the guy off the glove and the in the dildo and they go off but that's more like you see his bare ass more than anything else and they're like fucking against a tree or whatever the fuck and and then that's it but yeah then it just you know kind of throws a bunch of twists at you they get more and more ridiculous but they're they're kind of fascinating with how audaciously ridiculous they are that i was entertained by them and then yeah like it is an entry movie um the acting like i said is subpar like there's some Mm -hmm. moments where i was like oh yeah you that was good i enjoyed that other times i'm laughing because i'm like oh my fucking god like and because it's dubbed um, if yeah. you speak Italian, I would suggest just watching Italian because I think it's better. Mm-hmm. If you do not, and uh, you're cool with going straight up subtitles, because I do not, I, I think it would sound better and probably do better than if you listen subtitles. Because the actors who did this, the the voiceovers were garbage. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, this wasn't good. Yeah, you could see them acting, and you're like, I believe that. I don't believe the voice. So yeah. I would recommend just read the subtitles versus listen to the dubbed, because it was really bad. It was mm-hmm. very poorly dubbed, but that's it. That's yeah. I think it's, that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's a recommend for me. It's just it's so fucking outrageous this film and like shocking and surprising that it's worth watching just on that alone. Again, we already we already talked about you know the problematic shit in it and how it yeah. how the ending is kind of a cheat that's like really a downer, but it's still worth watching I think because there's so much, there's so much good stuff in this. And this is the period of Italian movies where 
the entire Italian industry, the bottom was just about to fall out of it. And there's like almost no Italian horror movies around this time that are any good anymore. And this one's like one of the better ones. This is what I'm kind of saying, like with the movie that I watched earlier, where the the graphics kind of ruined what could mm-hmm. have been a very high quality movie. This is one of the ones where the choices they made for some of the stories, same thing. It's the same idea where you, it's already been made. If you're watching on a streaming service, you're not contributing to like any of like the people who made it. Like, don't because mm-hmm. there's stuff that really does bother me. One is a female, two is someone who is in psychology. So yes, yeah, so there's parts of me like I cringe towards, and I just yeah. I have a hard time with it. But I think in general, I think considering the time, considering the movie, considering everything, considering the story th- the storyline, I think it's absolutely worth a watch. Just. I don't suggest putting money towards it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, there. Like, I'll. I'll just mention the release info here now. Anyway, um, so if you do want to buy this on Blu-ray, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, which is a good little boutique uh, Blu-ray uh, release company, they put out a version of this in like a single disc, and also on the Forgotten Jelly Volume 4 Blu-ray set with The Sister of Ursula and The Killer is Still Among Us. So if you do want to pick it up, you can do it there. And uh, I believe the, the version you see on Shudder is that same version, so it looks really good. Um, like this is probably the best the film's ever looked. Like it, it, it looks fantastic. You can also find it on Vudu, um, and if you want to get it for free, it's on Tubi and also on uh, Rare Lust if you want to download it and have a copy for yourself. And I, I was looking at the Blu-ray specs, and it looks like they do a pretty good edition of it. So there might be some worthwhile stuff as like supplements on the Blu-ray to actually buy the movie. But I just I just have such a hard time because like I don't ah. think there's I don't think there's anyone necessarily alive that's uh connected to this movie that's getting any money for it at this point. It's, that's it's, true. It, yeah. That's true. It's just it's such a like one of those like ethical standpoints where I, I don't know where I stand. Yeah. That's it's fair. just like again, like there's mornings of so many triggers on different moments, like and especially when it comes to sexual sexualness, sexual things. Mm-hmm. Um because it is difficult to watch uh for anybody who has any sort of like triggers. And again it's true. But uh, I will say, like anyone who's familiar with the sort of the Italian giallo genre, anyway, and I don't think you've watched any other Italian giallos. Yeah, um, I don't. So think I have. yeah, so like that feels like a little blind spot. I'm going to have to like get you to watch some stuff and uh, get into it. But for people who are you know well seasoned on these films and maybe haven't seen this one because this is kind of an obscure late period one, there's nothing here necessarily that you haven't seen before ish. Like, it's a little bit more extreme, but, like, all the same subject matter and how it's sort of dealt with has been done before in other slightly tamer versions of this in the genre. So, yeah, this is this is kind of like we're, we're going to make it even sleazier, but we're kind of doing the same thing that the previous movies in the genre have done. But also we're going to, like, go really audacious and, like, really give you bizarre twists and shit. Like, I honestly, this is one of the more what-the-fuck kind of movies where yeah. it's like i did not expect this i did not expect that yeah. yeah it's 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 definitely a movie that okay so initially when i watched it and i was telling me to watch it it was just more to joke about a horror movie with like this much nudity mm-hmm. and then i got to see the ending and i was like holy fuck like 
absolutely watch this. So um, he's the one who decided to do this for the podcast, which I'm stoked about because it truly had, again, it was just such a perfectly done movie when everything considering, uh, even with its faults, mm-hmm. for the storyline, for that, other than the conclusion, for everything else that happened, it just, it, perfectly put you on a twisting journey and i i loved it like me i tend to like because i see a movie and i start thinking i'm like oh yeah i totally see who killed the person at the end mm-hmm. and i always, i tend to figure it out just because i i think a million miles and all the time this one um no this one actually threw me off this is one of those one of those movies where i can be like oh fuck yeah <laughs> yeah i don't have any trivia for this i don't have any box office like there's just like it it probably didn't do too good at this point because, like I said, the Italian film industry was dead at this point. So I don't think it necessarily made any traction. There's a reason why it's a forgotten, obscure Italian jello. Love hate that. Like it's just love hate that. Just mm-hmm. I wish I wish there was. It just like I said, the whole thing with um, the person who was like at the the Borgello, like at the entrance. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just there was no sec. There was no respect on the whole like kink community, and there was no respect on like their health, and there was no respect on a lot of things. That yeah, I, like if you have um, uh, divine, there was like this mockery and everything of like how other outside saw, mm-hmm. but this one was more. Did not take that. Did not take that turn. I wish it had because yeah. I would have so much more. But yes, I I just I know. This is one of those one. This is one of those ones where you could remake it, right, and like make it work. You could do like, exactly the same way, like exactly mm-hmm. the same way with obviously modernized and just no changes really, and just change that two minutes at the end and change a couple moments, and it would make it so much better. Yeah. And for me personally, just because like um, any of my friends who follow, uh, I know I have a lot of friends in a lot of different communities, so I always. I'm more sensitive to these things and it just breaks my heart just to say like this movie has such a good fucking storyline but unfortunately has like a lot of things that are very hard for me to kind yeah. of phrase great, or- great storyline but sorry uh, queer and kink community that doesn't treat you like human beings and mental health as well like yeah, and, movie, like, yeah. It's just, yeah yeah I am sorry I'm very middle on this movie Watch it for the storyline, but please be warned by so many fucking triggers. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's and if it. you're going to watch it, find a fucking rip of it. Like, don't give money to it. I, I just... I would agree with that. Much, this much hate towards a lot of things. Please don't. <laughs> watch yeah. it for the story. There, it. <laughs> on, yeah, honestly, you know, like Vinegar Syndrome, sometimes they, they unearth interesting stuff and, and they put out a lot of classic stuff. This ain't one of them. It's like you you can skip buying this vinegar syndrome release and just find a rip of it somewhere. Honestly, it, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So not sure what's coming up next. Maybe we'll be doing Maniac next. I'm kind of hoping we will be. I'll, I'll figure that out when we figure it out. But um, until then, uh, Lady Lee, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, on Instagram at Mighty Tiny All Star, where I try and update you (laughs) (laughs) i honestly i'm gonna apologize to everybody i know there's people who do keep up because like i post on my instagram and they follow me on instagram i am gonna apologize right now i am behind like you would not believe the next post i'm gonna have is gonna have like three posts in a row uh i've just been so busy i'm back to school 
so I'm back in classes. Um, it just keeps me incredibly busy as yeah. like anybody and just knows and work, of course, because yes. And I've told you, like, it's okay. It's actually better that I initially put the le- the episode out and I and I promote it. And then you do it like a week or two weeks later. Because usually that just bumps up the audience. It just is like, oh, the, all of a sudden a bunch of people who missed me, they see yours and then they go to it, you know. So. Yeah, I just, uh, I've been way slacking more so than usual. Like just, it's it's my last two years of school. So I'm very much focused on school. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Like, every other year, I'm like, oh, hey, part-time, like, just going to scale for school. Now I'm like, no, we're done. Two years. That's it. It's all yep. over after this. She's got responsibilities now, people that are serious. So she needs to buckle down on that stuff. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, this this podcast is pretty casual, so we work around everybody's schedules so that's just this is how it works uh and if you want to find uh the rest of our stuff you can go to tmbdos.podbean.com you can go to the facebook group they must be destroyed on site on facebook and that's the best way to get in touch with us leave comments and questions film recommendations all that good stuff you know if you want to comment we'll we'll read the comment respond to it on the show you want to send us in a mp3 audio comment we can play that on the show that's always fun Rarely ever get those. Uh, you gotta hint. like hint, 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 um, and you know it, it helps me too because half the time I, I, I find I like speed through trying to read shit and then I stumble over my fucking words for some reason. I don't know why. Like this is such a casual, relaxed fucking podcast, but at the same time I try to speed through everything. And oh, wait. Then, it might be because wait, huh? You're anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I am anxious. I am anxious to like make the podcast good, and then I end up stumbling, stumbling over myself and fucking it up, and I have to fix it in editing. But uh, yeah, you know, most people don't see that at the end of the day, the final product. But yeah, anyway, thank you, Lady Lee, and thank you for bringing this movie to the podcast, actually, because uh, this was a fun discussion. So, yeah, yeah, it was a fun discussion. And uh, thank you to all you lovely listeners who listen to us each and every week. We appreciate you. And uh, we will see you again when we see you. Goodbye. Bye. Shiny, shiny, shiny boots of leather with flash girl child in the dark. Servant, don't forsake him. Strike dear mistress and cure his heart. Down his sins of street life fancies. The costumes she shall wear Ermine furs adorn imperious Severin, Severin awaits you there
Listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.